Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Thanks again for tuning in to Blockbuster Mentality. I'm your host, Ben. Before we get started, make sure you're subscribing to us on iTunes. Rate, review us, all that fun. We'd really appreciate it. Today is a two-parter. We uh, had a lot of fun on this one that we had to split it up into two parts. We talk season two of The Mandalorian, and it was a, it was a packed house. Packed house. Brother Matt joins me. Sometimes co-host Dave joined me, and of course, our actor pal Dan Franco joins us, and again, we talk season two of The Mandalorian, this first part. We're going to talk episodes four through seven. Make sure you tune into the second part. It's I'm releasing these episodes at the same time. You can go over and, and check out that second episode now, and it's all about the finale, so definitely check it out, uh, but uh, without any further ado, here it is. Here's... Us Talking Mandalorian Season 2. Um, yeah, so I think the last what, last episode we talked about Bo-Katan was in it, and yeah, Ahsoka Tano was going to show up, but an episode we got before Ahsoka Tano showed up, which we didn't talk about, was called The Siege. I just want to kind of recap uh, some of the episodes before this finale uh, real quick, and Dave's just burping over here. <laughs> That's just great. That's great. Great audio, man. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and we're not on separate audio tracks now, so that's... Okay. I'm sorry. Nice. <laughs> um, you aren't recording, are you? I've been recording. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, just, he's, he's, he's recording the Zoom, too. We we just start, bro. We just start. What, you think I'm just saying? I'm, we're, all right, anyway. Um, <laughs> and this will not be edited. No, it will not. <laughs> it will not. I don't edit. I, um, <laughs> the siege. So the siege happens, and Cara Dune shows up, uh, and Carl Weathers' uh, character shows up. Carl Weathers directed this episode. Yeah. When I first saw the um, tease for the episode or the recap or whatever, and they showed Horatio Sands' blue character that got frozen in carbonite, I didn't think we were going to see him again. I thought we were just going to see someone get frozen again. Like, oh, yeah, he has that in his ship. Like, what did you guys think? What did you think, Dave? I didn't think we'd see him again either. Yeah. It seemed like just a one-off. Yeah. (laughs) Just to give, you know, Horatio Sands a job. How about you, man? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Dan, were you, were you thinking we were going to see him again? No, I figured he was a one and done. Um, but it's cool that we're, we're going to be popping back and revisiting some of these characters. Yeah. So, um, hopefully we'll, we'll get some more Oliphant in season three. I know. Yeah. We, yeah, we, so yeah, being basically, we didn't, uh, one episode, just like grief Karga, Carl Weathers character, yeah. one episode didn't uh, didn't see him again. Same with Ahsoka and everything. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean this was this was a fun episode because it was kind of filler, but kind of not. 
you know it was it had a lot of information in it you know it had uh they even mentioned like m count in it i think like which is essentially i think Ma- mandalorian account yeah. or not mandalorian uh, uh yeah. mid midichlorians there we midichlorian. go <laughs> let's let's have a show called the midichlorian <laughs> uh matt what do you think of them introducing the the m count and and all the and all the like clone the clone right, yeah. experiments I mean, yeah, I liked it. I like that a lot. I like how you brought up the M count because midichlorians is something they talked about in Phantom Menace, and it kind of just disappeared yeah. from there. So I like that they brought that up. And I mean, he, Doctor Pershing, had this the Camino symbol on his arm and everything, which was cool. And as soon as I saw that and saw the different like clones they had up there, I was wondering if it was they're tying it into you know everything we learned about in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So that was I really liked that. It felt like that I'm, because. Because he, it, 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 at first when we left that episode, I thought maybe they were talking about the clone, the the, the Death Troopers, uh, because they had all that armor. But then we later on learned that those are all. Uh, we should probably say to anyone listening that we're yeah, this spoilers. is spoilers. this is hell out of shit tonight. <laughs> yeah, this is full on spoilers. I'll I'll say it in the intro even at the beginning yeah. of the show. So yeah, full on spoilers, but, folks. But we learned that those are all basically Terminators. They're all they've taken the human element out, so there's no clone involved in those. So I really do now feel like they were talking about, you know, we're we're a few couple decades before Snoke, and I think right. this is probably where where they were trying to perfect getting Force um, usage into clone shells. Yeah. Well, so so it's, <laughs> that just I'm going to go off on a tangent now. So do you think Snoke? was created and looked like that right away or did, did he age what, I mean, oh, he looked he definitely looked like that because you can see if we tie in all these movies in canon rise of skywalker you see those cl- those clones at the beginning of the movie they look like snoke so they're just nasty clones that you know yeah didn't work well or whatever yeah and uh snoke is definitely always just been ugly and big yeah. like that they, they don't care about the uh the the turnout of you know how it looks or anything as long as they're powerful right. and have you know have uh have these abilities that's for sure obviously they figure something out so so yeah. are, you, are you guys saying you like the midichlorian thing because <laughs> it that, exists that was. I, I don't well because that's i mean it, it is a major plot point right i mean i guess the idea is you can uh, presumably with baby yoda you can extract the midichlorians and maybe try to duplicate them and then inject them to into either either clone or that's what they think or like compound v or something like that right oh yeah yeah Yeah, it's kind of the same idea i just i don't know if i if if i like it but i also don't know a way around it because in the beginning movies it it's it seems to be both random and at, at the same time of who get who can potentially be force sensitive but also we know it's hereditary in some in some right. way so i don't know i mean they're they're running with it clearly that it's a biological thing uh, yeah that's... yeah i mean they, they, i think that they were tying you know they even said that the the blood that it has to have this blood for for the otherwise the clone rejects the re- rejects it i guess or is that what they said so yeah along those lines and so i feel like they kind of acknowledged it without really going deep down the yeah the scientific, and, you know, right, and chlorine hole, and and I don't, I don't think it, it necessarily hole. Like they, they keep bringing up force sensitive, which I think has been a, about since like the new canon. Like if someone's force sensitive, like Broom Kid, you know, that's essentially someone who has maybe a higher metachlorine count. I think everyone in existence has a metachlorine count. 
just yeah. some are higher some than level, others. Yeah. Right, yeah. it's a so, thing that it's around us. Right, yeah. And I think it can be random. Like, I think yeah. you can be born with it, you know. Um, that's just how I get around it, <laughs> just thinking of it that way. But when Phantom Menace came out and they talked about the Minichlorians, I thought that was the dumbest thing I ever heard. I was like, I thought they were rewriting it. But now that they've brought it back into this, yeah. it, it, it made it a little less, uh, made it more palatable, palatable to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's But it's, it does bring a science to something that we assume, or at least we, at least I feel that it's something more spiritual, right? Or some, it's something that you have to work yeah. on and learn not something that you could just simply it becomes a math problem or something like that and I, that still does rub me the wrong way now it remains to be seen whether or not this is successful we don't know that i mean they say of course we're spoiling that they have his blood that they've extracted it and then we don't know that it actually there's no evidence that it's going to work whatever their plan is right but uh that that does make me feel a little uneasy and i, I don't it, it is a tricky one to solve so maybe they're just going to as matt said maybe just sort of lightly touch it without being so like hammering you over the head with it and it seems like they. What I think. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was <laughs> to say when I think um, tied it into Snoke 100 percent was when Moff. I mean, yeah, Moff Gideon says we're we're doing this to bring order to the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. So you think of the First Order. It, they're almost pretty much saying that's what this is. That's what this is all about. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, it makes you wonder. Yeah, I wonder when when this was. Did this get? Uh, yeah, I mean, I assume everything was written before Rise of Skywalker came out, probably, and they probably had some idea what was going to be brought about there. So, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely I, I like how they're doing it. You know, it's not like how Rise of Skywalker did, where they're trying to like fix everything. They're just kind of casually bringing it bringing it about, which I think is cool. Um, in in them saying M count. You know, they're not totally saying it, but, you know, all us we nerds. Know what they mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all us nerds know. It does open some possibilities for failures and successes of whatever they can extract and try to make new creatures. You can end up with, like, Snoke's in a, pickled in a jar. Yeah. Or someone, like, sort of half-mangled who's kind of powerful but weird. You know, like, you can you can get some different kinds of villains there. So there, there are some possibilities. I, I like that they kind of left it open-ended. It's not so clear-cut. I think the, the Phantom Menace was... Okay, the numbers above this is really high, so that's yeah. that's it. It's very simple, you know. And it, this leaves it. There's more room here. Yeah, they treated it like the SAT. If you got above a thousand, you're in the academy. Yeah. If you didn't, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> not so much. Not so much. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this was uh, Carl Weathers. I believe his first direct, du- first time directing anything really. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought he did a great job. Great action in this episode. And yeah, I thought it was. Uh, it was. V- did you guys see the uh, the the jeans guy? Did you did you catch that? The jeans guy. So there's, a, there's a part where where the doors open and oh. uh, Man, Mando and Kara and, and and Carl Weathers are standing there, and there's just you can just see the leg and arm of some random crew guy standing off to the side. <laughs> oh really? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember now that you say that. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's in there, and I guess they digitally cut him out now yeah <laughs> so you can't but even... not before the internet got him oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i only saw him from thanks to the internet not when yeah. i watched it same here <laughs> they, they made they made an action figure that's just half of an action figure that's <laughs> all you can see of him perfect <laughs> yeah can- jeans are now canon in the uh, star wars universe <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's you know everyone was comparing it to the to the 
Starbucks cup in, in Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. and all that. Right. Um, Which but, I missed the first time around. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, I didn't. I Again, these things I don't notice unless <laughs> the internet tells me. So there you go. Uh, anyone have any other thoughts on the siege that episode that you wanted? I, I'm putting you on the spot here, but if, if you don't have anything, that's fine too. No, it was a, I mean, it's a good episode, but I feel like once we, once we get past that one, um, it, it, it almost... I guess he needed to it, it felt like a filler but not right. as much of a filler as episode 2 with the spiders. Yeah, oh um, goodness. You know, there was some thing there were a few things that were that were developed as part of, you know, the, some seeds that were planted, but Sure. but overall, you know, but I feel like once we get to Ahsoka, the last four episodes are if you take them as a whole as like they're the four of them could combine into probably the greatest Star Wars movie. You know, they would rival anything that stands out there as a standalone movie. Yeah, you know, I think. there's so much packed in here. Like, yeah, because I, I think the first season, you know, it, it had a for a first season. It seemed like it had a lot of filler. <laughs> you know, it had a whole lot. Yeah, it had quite a few episodes that were more filler than than actual substance to the plot. Uh, but yeah, it, it, you're right. Once you get past the siege, which you know does give a lot of I wouldn't necessarily call that full full, full filler, full filler, FF. That's what we're going to call it, full <laughs> filler. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, that one's The Siege. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I, I, well, I like that you saw me think. <laughs> I know, I can the... see eyes in the back of my head now. Yeah. Uh, what I liked about it, I'm curious what you guys think about this, is, and yes, the season one was quite a bit of filler the episodes were shorter and you know season two there's a way more depth to story it's night yeah. and day to me and it seemed like season one it was definitely a gamble you know they're relying on this new special effect thing and just kind of two or three really good ideas that they were just trying to eke out eight episodes of right and this season it felt like they had a lot of material and and yeah i mean i could even see next season maybe 10 episodes if maybe you know something like that yeah god i hope uh, but the thing I did like about this episode, what I like, curious what you guys think is, um, a lot of the stories we've been getting, and you'd have to go back, I guess, to the prequels to see the Star Wars universe where things aren't completely shitty all the time and miserable. And in this one, we saw kind of a community, you know, kind of making something of itself, and there was some kind of peace established, and they had that one last objective to maybe make that entire planet secure and make it right. a trading post and i i really like that aspect of it you know it's not all it can't all be dour and misery and poverty and violence constantly and i, I liked showing that little bit of a side that that gave me a little bit of hopefulness i think to the to this to this universe absolutely yeah. yeah no that's a great point because yeah i mean you think of star wars and it seems like they always talk about the outer rim the outer rim the outer rim like it's just this wastelands because you know it almost seems like George Lucas even thought like let's let's have him on the outer rim. We don't want him in the center of the galaxy <laughs> yeah. because you know it's not you know the center of the we we want some happiness. But this is on the outer rim, a long time ago too, in a galaxy far far away. You know, <laughs> uh, separated from everything negative. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah, it's there is good things happening in this in this new order um yeah and even i like how they have the ig 11 statue in the background of this episode too when these first notice that yeah there's an ig 11 statue like right in the like town square or whatever when she's 
taking him to the school to drop off baby Yoda, who eats the blue macaroons, by the way. Um, <laughs> that, that, was, was, that was a little was too earth, earthy to me. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little bit, a little bit on the nose. I mean, it was, I liked it, but to see macaroons just to me seemed weird to see an earth thing <laughs> in Star Wars. I just, I, I like the idea of cooperation and people banding together. You're not an island, you're not just a rogue gunman. And this is kind of a space western, but that's an example. And we see throughout the season of people who are against each other or would otherwise be against each other realizing they have a, they can work together for a common a common goal against you know bad people and and then you can see a community doing that and certainly the story did it all the way through uh to the end of of the season so i i thought that was really cool definitely Go ahead. and the baby yoda puking up the, the <laughs> was just fantastic and it's funny because you talk about peace and order in the in the next episode, the Jedi. You have a you have a town or whatever we call it in this galaxy. Um, this uh, sanction yeah. that's totally overrun by this empire driven. Uh, what do they What do they call her? An heiress? Not an heiress, but uh, but it, was she the governor? Governor or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. You have this this woman who's in charge of this whole city. They can't talk to anyone who comes in there. And it's the episode called "The Jedi," directed yes. by Dave Filoni, written by Dave Filoni. It's the episode we all predicted Ahsoka would show up. But I got to tell you, I did not expect her to show up. At the very first scene, oh. I, I was expecting them to just draw it out, you know, like, where's the Soka? Where's the Soka? And then her show up right at the end. But nope, she's Batman right in the beginning. <laughs> yes, she was. <laughs> and, and the visuals on that, I'm, I'm so glad they gave this one to Filoni. The visuals were pulled straight out of Clone Wars. They, they, they almost I had to look a couple of times like cause she moved and she she fought like the cartoon version yeah. of of Ahsoka. And it was it was fantastic yeah yeah, the visuals were great yeah all the action was amazing i love the setting too because it was sort of like these burnt up forests kind of thing you know with with a mist and a fog and this like sort of lightly lit and she's just in there swinging her lightsabers and everybody it was great definitely what did you think of ahsoka showing up matt Oh, I loved it. I like that we didn't have to wait. And I, I forgot that she had the white lightsabers, and that was awesome, seeing those in the dark. Yeah. yeah. And she's hiding in the shadows. It was it was perfect. It was it was the best thing you could expect for live action from a cartoon character, you know? It yeah. Was, yeah, what did you great. think of the makeup and all that? I, th- uh, I thought it was perfect. Yeah, I thought it was well done. It was good. I think I saw some people complaining that they shortened her, her lacus. <laughs> Tusks that what they're or called? I think yeah. they're called Lacus or something. <laughs> Lacus, yeah. Star Wars nerd winner right here. No. Yeah, so. I know that, but, but I felt they did Lacus. they did what they needed to do to make it work for 4K video. You know, like, yeah. It, it didn't it's like break. it's like come on, yeah. It's like yeah, okay. They're I, a little shorter. Maybe she can trim them. Yeah, right. You know, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they can get cut off I in like battle. That they were the real thing. And they can grow back like a lizard. Maybe <laughs> like, like like bangs. Yeah. You know, yeah. You want to, to just try something a little. Yeah. You know. <laughs> just try try a little something new. And what did you yeah. think of Rosario Dawson's performance? I I thought it was great. I I I felt like she she nailed the character. Um, I think she. I I loved it, and I'm I'm psyched that she's getting a one of the 14 shows or whatever it is that they that they announced. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see where they take that. Yeah, there's a lot they announced, which is crazy. You know, they 
it almost seemed like MCU, but yeah, for the, all, a lot of these to be television shows, it makes it seem like more. Like, it's just like, I don't know how to take it. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I thought, you know, this television show coming, like, was perfect amount of Star Wars. Like, we're getting it weekly, and mm-hmm. it's less than an hour, and I just, I hope we don't get too much. Like, I hope it's all separated nicely, you know, and not, you know, just all <laughs> crammed down our throats the rest of our lives. But I'll still take it. And I don't you know? think, I don't think all of them are, um, like, like I, I believe Obi Wan is a one and done. Like, like I don't six, think they're yeah, going to go on episodes. for season two, season three. I think there's some are going to be just a limited series, and some are going to be recurring, right? Multi season. Well, we could get to the point yeah, where Cassian, we Cassian, yeah, yeah. Say Cassian is uh, limited, and then the Obi Wan one is. I and think Lando, uh, you and McGregor, you and McGregor's is too big. He's not going to get tied down in a TV show. And then same with uh, uh, Glover. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Did you? Did you all see that the the tweets going around about? Um, I guess they're filming uh, Obi Wan in Boston. Oh, really? And, and so everyone's doing like long time ago in a galaxy wicked far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so interesting. I never hear of anything filming in Boston unless it's set yeah. in Boston. That's yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> I, wicked far, far. <laughs> it, There's a whole bunch of them. It, it's it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I would not mind a place where, and I, and I do see your point, Ben, maybe getting oversaturated, particularly mm-hmm. in this timeline, which is always a thing of mine. I would like to see something because it's 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 clearly a proven formula. They are expanding the things that we know, and that is cool. But I would, you know, if we're going to be running over the same old ground and you know people making cameos and all that, I don't know. But I would not mind a place where. And once a week, there is a Star Wars show, regardless of what show that is. You know, always yeah. running. That is yeah. that would not be a bad place to be in. That's true, especially if it's as well done yeah. and and well um, orchestrated as what they're doing with this. I mean, if 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 they're if they have a plan and they're and they're you know operating in this kind of holistic sort of bigger picture, you know, no, with right. everybody knowing what's going on yeah. and and everything feeding back into the master scheme then yeah but if they're if they're just kind of free-forming it you know yeah like you make this show how you want you make that show how you want yeah Yeah. i I see no reason why i don't know if it's just a favreau thing but i I see no reason why to not make every show the way they're making this show with you know using the dome and all that stuff um with the same techniques and of course you need good writing obviously that's more even well yeah but yeah uh i i I would hope that it will have the same (laughs) same quality (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, it's uh yeah, I mean I don't know if I want it every week, you know, cuz I like Star Wars to be a special event, you know. Like I want it to remain special and not uh, and have to wait for something, but but yeah, I mean it's if if it's all in a different timeline and it's not, you know, it's not all covering the same ground over and over. I'm fine I with think, that too. I think HBO established a really good formula. You know, they they kind of when when they were at their height, they would have, you know, Game of Thrones from April till June yeah. on Sunday night at nine. Yeah. And then Westworld would come in and then the next show would come in. Right. And then one more. And then you'd circle back through. So like it, Disney plus should be doing a star Wars series. And then when that one ends, you roll out the next Marvel in line. And then when that one ends, you bring back the next star Wars in line. And so you can kind of create this, you're still pushing it out there and you're still right. kind of giving us all this geek fodder but <laughs> with the 
you're not you're not saturating it. You're giving us time on the different genres. You know, you're 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 stretching the Star Wars out, putting a little gap in there, and I think that's that's where they should end up. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know. It, at the same time, I'm going to watch it. Whenever yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, 100%. Matt, when you first heard in this episode, The Jedi, the name Grogu, what did you think? I had to sit there and think about it a few times, <laughs> and it still didn't feel right. And it didn't feel right until, really, until this last, the, the, the season finale. Like, it just, it didn't, it didn't feel right until... Uh, when, what, what episode was it? When the Mandalorian keeps asking him to pass him the ball and he's saying his name and he looks up and then you're like, okay, that's his name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah, the, was... the next episode. He's like, oh, Grogu. Like, yeah. He's like laughing. Grogu, and they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was not, it didn't come off, it didn't roll off the tongue very easily at first. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Dan? It, it, it worked. I mean, I, I'm, I'm good. It, I'm you, I'm still going to call him. I still have multiple times tonight called him Baby Yoda. Still Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Grogu does nothing for me. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a name, you know. Like you know, it's, it's almost like what what are you expecting? You know, it's a Star Wars name. I don't know. Grogu sounds like a, like a janitor in the Star Wars universe, <laughs> not a Jedi, or maybe like a sloppy bad guy. That's a Grogu to me. But well, if I he becomes know. a Sith, he'll get a new name. You know, maybe a much cooler name. Yeah, is that no. oh, is that a prediction? Then, <laughs> I, okay. Maybe. But then when you think about it, when they were talking about uh, when she was telling the Mandalorian his name and how he was trained at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, it made me, I, I, don't, I don't think it is true, but it made me think that there is a possibility that Grogu could really be the love child of Yoda and Yaddle or whatever her name is. <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah, and it could be. I mean, it's, yeah. it lines up. I never really thought it did line up until they said that. Uh, bang you <laughs> and that was big. I mean, that means that he was there in episode three. He was, you know, someone, someone that we know theoretically either hit him or slid him out of there, whether it's Mace Windu or, and there was a lot of, and when we get to this last episode, we'll kind of talk about some of the, yeah, the pre-episode rumors of who who he might have contacted, but um, you know, some people thought Mace Windu, some people thought um, you know uh, Ezra, the, the, just all these other, Ezra Bridger, you know, all these other people that could have um, slid him out of there, um, but that he already he did overlap with with Darth Vader with with Anakin there. So right. It was, it's funny you mentioned Mace, um, Mace Windu. I mean. If Boba Fett's alive, could Maze Windu be alive? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they talked about uh, that, that that was a possibility. That was one of the names that was rumored as, as who could be showing up or who he could have contacted. Because hmm. um, we never saw him die. And, you know, we've seen Jedi's, Jedi fall from high heights and catch something on the way down. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of... There's, there's no guardrails in this world. No, so right. falls, you, know, you just have to be really good at catching shit as you fly past. <laughs> Darth Maul came back just because. Yeah, if you can bring Maul back, you can bring anybody back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he totally got his whole bottom half cut off. <laughs> he can't shit anymore. Well, you know, you, well, you know a, a, a laser can, you know. Uh, cauterize as it cuts so right. he was okay <laughs> that's true that's true i guess it's so yeah. stupid like his, his holes his holes could still let out at and the then, bottom yeah. and then fell you know forty thousand miles or so 
no big deal. I mean, the yeah, into a trash into a trash heap, and then he was put back together. So, <laughs> you know. So, what about um, in this episode? Uh, speaking of bringing people back from the dead, how about Michael Bean showing back up on film? Yeah, it was great to Michael see Bean. him. Yeah, Kyle Reese. Yep, and had an old western standoff with uh, with the Mandalorian, which was great. Um, and it, you know, as soon as you know, I, I thought too he was going to have trouble finding Ahsoka. You know, not to get away from Michael Bean or anything, but, you know, I thought he was going to have trouble finding Ahsoka. And then, you know, she just tells him right away, I know a Jedi out there. You want to go kill her? And he's like, sure. Whoa, this is really good for the narrative. Let's just. (laughs) Wow. Hey, I happen to just. That's what my my friend Jamie, who who you'll eventually uh, catch up with, he was saying, like, how is it that, you know, if someone told me, oh, yeah, you'll find them on Earth. A lot of places to land on Earth and not find the person you're looking for. You know? exactly. What if you landed in China and they're in Detroit? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's a long way away. <laughs> Just happened to land at the one village that was having an ongoing feud with her. And, uh, Exactly. But, yeah. It's like, but hey, you know, writing, writing, just you, you make it work. You make it work. And yeah, you, you, they have a little, little fight. And yeah, we, we find out, yeah, Grogu is Grogu and the Empire is there. And, and we, she even mentions Anika, Anakin a little bit, you know, by saying, you know, I, I've seen what happens if someone doesn't use their power right yeah. or, or something or uses emotion with their power or something um but uh but yeah they team up she you know comes up to the uh the 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 lady magistrate Ma- magistrate magistrate there we go yeah thank you i didn't want to say the lady the whole time um, <laughs> the- morgan elsbeth Morgan Elsbeth, thank you. <laughs> you know the lady. <laughs> I did like how you, go, as soon as you go through the gates to her, where she's at, how it's all everything's nice and pretty, yeah, and it's yeah. all you know, water and green and lush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're living in poverty and can't talk yeah. to anybody and all that. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, great, great stuff here. You know, uh, Ahsoka's trying to find something from her, which is we find out big reveal. Get the name Grand Admiral Thrawn in this, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is. I'm uh, really hoping this leads to season three. <laughs> I uh, I would love to see him on, in 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 film. Well, I so think... who you got? Who 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 plays him? Ooh, <laughs> I've, I've seen. What did I see? I saw someone say, uh, "What's his name?" The guy that played the James Bond guy. Uh, Daniel. My Craig? mind just went blank. No, not they, Daniel Craig. But no, the one the older Daniel one. Craig. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, I saw someone say it should be him, and I saw a side by side picture, and it actually looked pretty good. See, I think Fassbender would be great. Ooh, that too. Uh, yeah, I think that that could work. Now, what is this Thrawn have any special powers? No, or he's not. Or? No powers. No, he's, he's just, just a really good tactician. Uh, he's, yes, uh, he's just he plans everything. He knows. He's kind. It almost seems like Moff Gideon a little bit. Like he just okay. knows everything about his enemy and just plans out there's a great there's a great series of books after the after the first trilogy of movies and they were um he was sort of like in the aftermath of everything you know as luke was trying to rebuild all the all the stuff and leia's trying to build a republic he was kind of like the last bastion of the empire right okay he was still holding on to like this little cluster of um of, of empire and um 
And so he was he was a big fan favorite. And when Disney came in and said nothing in the books is is canon anymore, yeah. it was a big deal when they brought him into Rebels because so many people cared um, about that, yeah. that storyline. Now, is he a true um, believer or is he just a man who wants power or, or uh, a combination? A, a bit of a combination, it yeah. seems. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's a really smart guy. And yeah, he just wants to he's kind of just building his way through through the ranks, especially in, in this new canon. Anyways, uh, there's a trilogy of books that came out um, and now there's another trilogy of book coming out uh, with him in it. And uh, yeah, he's just. It doesn't seem like he really cares about peace and order. He's just kind of a make make your, (laughs) you know, just take advantage of the situation you're in and, you know, just, uh, yeah, just go with it. (laughs) So I'm looking up online. He's blue. So he's not blue. He's not. He's a chiss. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Red eyes and everything. Uh, uh, The guy who voiced him is uh, Mods Mickelson's brother. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Something Mickelson. Um, Is it Gerald? Yes. Gerald Mickelson (laughs) voiced (laughs) Admiral Grand Admiral Thrawn (laughs) in Rebels. Um, No, but Mods Mickelson, who played uh, Galen Erso in in Rogue One. Yeah. uh, Love that role. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. So they brothers who played uh, characters in Star Wars. But uh, we got to get to the finale, guys. Well, don't forget about the Beskar Spear. I I know. Okay. So this is an eight-hour episode. So go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. (laughs) I was just going to say that that the uh, speaking of the Beskar Spear, the the, the magistrate who had this great fight with... um, And and there's a really cool... I love the way that the two of them are in the temple kind of fighting for Ahsoka. And meanwhile, outside, Michael Biehn and... and, uh, the Mandalorian are sitting there just kind of staring each other down, like waiting to see who wins. You know? right. and, uh, <laughs> they hear um, the noises. But, but she's um, Diana Lee and Sonato. And, and so the Lee in her name, her godfather was Bruce Lee. Oh, her, wow. her father, Dan Ensenado was a big um, martial artist in, in film with, with Bruce Lee best friends. And so they, you know, that that's his goddaughter and he's a, he's a huge stunt man. And uh, ah. uh, in a lot of those seventies uh, and eighties, martial arts movies, 60s, 70s martial arts movies. So. Well, that's interesting because sort of inside that walled garden or whatever you want to call it, it was almost like a samurai thing going on yeah. there, right? Then outside was two, like, grizzled gunfighters just being like, you know what, I don't want to get shot over this shit, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> and it was really that contrast, Dan. I'm glad you brought that up. And their dialogue uh, between Michael Bain and uh, and uh, Din Djarin was, was great, you know? And it was very pragmatic. Meanwhile, these two these two chicks are going at it. Like, that was great fighting, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah, because what, what, what are they going on about? Uh, Mandalorian and, and uh, that guy. Um, what are they going on about? They're, like, saying how they're just basically working for... Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> you know, is this worth dying over? That kind of yeah. thing. And I, I don't really want to... I don't want to be on the losing side. I don't want to. I'm not going to lose my life for this, you right. know, kind yeah. of a deal. And I'm going to kind of bide my time. Is this really worth it? You know, I'm. I'm I think the. I don't know what the uh, Michael Bean character's role was, but he was just a, a hired gun, basically. right? Yeah, yeah. So it was like this isn't really my fight, kind of a thing, right? Exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Ahsoka wins. That's when we hear Grand Admiral Th- Thrawn, and she, you know. Uh, Mandalorian thinks he's saying goodbye to Grogu, and she basically says, "No, 
you can't I can't train her can't train him and go to Tython and put him on this uh, Jedi Temple uh, thing and uh, a Jedi if you know a Jedi feels him he'll come to him. Go ahead, Dan. And that's the that's the cool thing the show does um, that I think some of the like Rise of Skywalker didn't do as strongly is um, it it finds a way to to give fan service, but in a in a genuine way. Yeah. You know, instead of Lando showing up and still being the same Lando that's always been Lando, you know, Ahsoka is still the same person who left the Jedi Order. She's not going to just train him because she's the first Jedi that this guy found. She, yeah. She's still struggling with her. The things that, that drove her to not be a Jedi anymore, she's not going to take this kid and train it. So yeah, um, yeah, I she has yeah, she has the, the the goodness that she learned, but she also knows you know yeah exactly the the bad stuff that's like yeah, just like you said yeah, there's a reason there's a reason why I left. But at the same time, you know there's there's this kid who's really powerful, and he even though I left the Jedi Order, he still kind of does need a Jedi to guide him. Otherwise, yeah. he could fall into the wrong hands. It's it's very complicated for her, and you can you can see that internal struggle. It's like you know. I don't know, leaving a religion or something, which is basically what it is. You may you may not do it yourself, but you still respect it and you just kinda keep it at a distance. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's uh it's it's like you said, you know, Dan, it's it's uh I like how they you know, it's it's fan service but but not, you know, it's it's it just they're I don't know. It, it, this show's great. They've taken the time to, yeah. to figure out what, what, where would this character be this long right. after, as opposed to just, hey, here's the same person you knew. Right. And, yeah. And I think that's that's a great, um, great way to to approach it. Absolutely. I like how they help they help people that don't know it as well, don't watch the cartoons and like that. They help them to feel for the person. They help them to have a bit of an understanding without making it too over the top where they won't get it. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I like. They the the casual fan is still going to enjoy it and get the point that's what i like yeah good yeah they don't have to know the whole ahsoka arc but still yeah, yeah feel it and speaking of which you were asking about you know she, you know you're, someone was saying it's something about season three i think you know the ahsoka going after grand admiral thrawn will be the ahsoka series um you know that 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 seems to make more sense Especially what we find yes. out in Mando these next few episodes. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think Ahsoka is going to go after Grand Admiral Thrawn. Maybe Ezra Bridger will show up in in that show. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, great episode. Great, uh, great. I, I I love how they per- per- portrayed Ahsoka. And yeah, uh, you know, sorry her lacus aren't long enough. For- <laughs> some nerds out there uh the tragedy is the or i'm sorry the yeah the tragedy is yeah, the next tragedy. episode one quick which one quick question no dave we're <laughs> going on, on to man, the next yeah question. all right what you got now i i don't i don't know the answer to this but i assume they're going to try to treat star wars like marvel in the sense where they're going to draw from written material books stuff like that thrawn being one example um now where i'm going with this is in terms of What's out there? What material do they have? It feels like they're going to just, you know, flesh this whole time period out as for as, for all. They're going to milk this teat for as much as it's worth, as, for every last drop, right? Basically, yeah. it does milk seem like that. Teat. So it's, it's going to be that 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 walrus thing yeah. from episode eight. Yeah. <laughs> Squeeze that green milk out. Exactly. Right. But my question is: Is there other material from other time periods that? They're... Well, they are. Okay. The there acolyte. Are. You, you, you're it... forgetting about the acolyte. I, I, right. that's so, the one, I don't know it. So. Yeah, that's a show. That's a show that they're going to do. Oh, okay. That's going to be during the High Republic, way before all of this. So that when is the still happening. Just starting. 
Yes. Okay. And this is when they're going to so be learning. This is when the dark side is going to be coming out. And there's video games and books, but those those were all kind of wiped off the slate with the with the Disney Lucasfilm merger. Yeah, so, Knights of the Old Republic. You know, I mean, there's material they can pull from, but yeah. it's not until they actually put it in one of these TV shows or one of the new novels or one of the comic books. It's not it's not on the, the new table, so um, it's not canon yet. But they have they have a lot of a lot of stuff that's been written about those those other eras but it's so they kind of have a they get to pick and choose what what works and what they want to explore okay so uh, i think taika watiti's taiki watiti that's tough that one yeah, <laughs> taika watiti i think Watiti. his movie is going to take place in that earlier realm yeah era okay so like cop vance the marshal yeah. he's from the old books, you know, he's from stuff that was never canon. So people are happy that they're bringing things back. So it just remains that was from those books. Okay, so they can do it, uh, and there is plenty of material. Yeah, is there for far forward material? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think sure. so. No, it was always stuff past like Return of the Jedi. Like yeah. I read a book about Han and Leia's kids right, and them yeah. training their kids and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So they don't go much beyond that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard. I've never. I've never seen anything go much beyond Return of the Jedi. Yeah, they're just going to go back to Tatooine and find yeah, the buried uh, lightsabers. Buried lightsabers. Uh, Ray buried. So <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, the next episode, the tragedy, yes. which was directed by Robert Rodriguez. This yeah. episode, whoo, uh, was fast. <laughs> yeah, it was super fast. I think it was one of the shortest episodes, but at the same time, it, one of the most effective episodes. It's when we officially get the reveal that Boba Fett is back. Yeah. He is back with Fennec Shand, who we saw last season in the episode, the the gun shooter. The gunslinger? The, gunslinger, the, yeah, yeah. Gunslinger. Yeah. That episode was terrible, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the worst episode <laughs> last last year. But, right. uh, but yeah, I mean, she's, she's back. Because, yeah, I mean, at the end of that episode, we have someone coming up to her, uh, at the end and we you know no one knows who it is and it ends up being boba fett she's kind of his sidekick now but uh but yeah they they meet up on tython which is where ahsoka told uh din to to go to so um but yeah this this episode great action uh what 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 uh any thoughts guys any thoughts yeah so the objective here was ahsoka said you need to go to this place where you can connect with a jedi basically right. right and he didn't know what that means right and we still yeah she said it was a jedi temple yeah that he would find on top of a mountain so that i liked that that jedi ball that he's that grogu's sitting on it reminded me of the video game fallen uh what is it fallen or fallen order. order yeah yeah that that game was fun uh and that that reminded me of the places you would try and get to with the uh that character uh cal cal kestis and that's who i thought he might be right reaching out to oh yeah i still haven't played that game yet i I need to i need to what do we think of the fact that he he clearly created some sort of a force field and mandalorian just kept trying to get in yeah yeah, that's what i was wondering too like especially the at the third time i was just like dude why why are you trying again stop Stop, (laughs) and it created this great sort of um you know he he had this. He couldn't get the kid and get and and bug out, so he yeah. had to stay and fight. Yeah, so it yeah. sort of created it, it raised the stakes because the kid was vulnerable. And here's all these stormtroopers just landing cool. two shuttles worth, and uh, 
and and Boba Fett just joins the fray. Boba, yeah. Boba and yeah. uh, and Fennec just sort of. Uh, <laughs> and I, I love how Boba Fett's like, "I want my armor," and then things go down, and all of a sudden he turned around, and here he is walking off the ship in the armor. He's like, "I <laughs> took my armor." Yeah, like <laughs> I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry about moving. I got it. How um, great was that little standoff they had when he sort of walks down, and and then uh, I forget the character's name with the, sh- the sharpshooter. Um, yeah, uh, Fennec. Fennec, Fennec, yeah, and they're just sort of knowing. Just look, I don't want, I don't want to die, I don't want to shoot you. We're, right, it's just the same idea of like realizing we have a you know a bigger enemy and and uh, yeah, yeah. I want my armor. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? And it's it's a great because most of the audience, the majority of the audience, knows who who this is, but maybe you know many might not. You know, this might be their first interaction with this character, or they forgot from the movies or something. Yeah. And it, I thought it was really well, cool. But And at the same time, we never really got to meet Boba Fett in the movies. He's sort of scene dressing, yeah. Yeah. you know, with, with a line here and a line there. Yeah. So much so, so so good good segue, you know, Jeremy Bullock um, passed away this week. Yeah. Um, but he's not even the only person who played Boba Fett in the movies. He's the, the primary, but um, a guy that, uh, that I've, I've, met through through the years um john morton who played dak in the back oh, okay in the back seat of luke's snow speeder yeah, yeah he played boba on in the bespin scenes so uh. so they they interchanged you know it's yeah just, it was kind of a so bullock wasn't the only boba interesting yeah so they just credited him with it like in the in the two movies i, I think he played it in in certain he used his voice and, yeah and, and they used his voice until oh, they replaced okay. it with timora morrison Right, yeah, they yeah they just totally crush out his work, just like uh, what's uh, Darth Vader's a- actor's name? Uh, oh, David, David Prowse. Prowse. No, not Prowse. Um, too. No, the guy who uh, who played him at the end. I mean, he. Oh, wa- the, the, the yeah the. Oh the, yeah. yeah, like they put Hayden Christensen in the ghost form of him. Yeah, like, I still hate that. <laughs> um, it's but, like everyone, everyone that in the, that's a ghost looks like what they remember them seeing. So why in the world does Hayden Christensen get to be there looking like that when all the others, Obi-Wan's old and looks like what Luke remembered him as. Luke, when Luke goes and sees um, uh, Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren sees him as, sees him as what he remembered him as, a younger Luke, not the old Luke. (laughs) I was just geeking out. That's all right. The, um, so... I love that there's you know, a love. I, I, I feel bad for these people, but they spent, you know, 150 bucks on the Lego um, set for the, the Mandalorian ship. And now they can just take a bunch of random Legos and spread them out over a, a section of their carpet and they get the same thing. That's, yeah, exactly. It's the show now. Yep. The Razor Crest is gone, oh, folks. Man. It is bye bye. We don't that have actually a ship. upset me. I liked that ship. I know <laughs> it's it's, cool. uh, it's interesting. I mean, because obviously uh, Boba Fett is the slave slave one. Yeah, Han Solo has the Millennium Falcon. Mandalorian had the Razor Crest, and now he doesn't have a ship. So, like, are they gonna? Yeah. Is that gonna be a plot point in the in the third season? Possibly. Um, you know, could be. But it was just so great to see Boba Fett kicking ass like we've always wanted to see. He is and, awesome. He really is, and also the way uh, Robert Rodriguez directed this, I loved the for some reason the little touch of just um, the chips of the stormtroopers' armor coming off as he was like hitting them, like you could see yeah. like chips of them coming off. Yeah, great detail. And I love the uh, him dragging that weapon he had. Like Robert Rodriguez just had it like 
like a not a fisheye lens, but some sort of uh, famous shot you always see. But him dragging, you know, that that weapon on the sand um, just seemed like such a, a Robert Rodriguez move. Um, but it still was so awesome. And yeah, Boba Fett. Yeah, just uh, again, we we got to see him uh, because he became famous because of his look. That's the only reason he became famous. He, he didn't do anything yeah. cool yeah. in the original uh, trilogy. Um, so, you know, it was awesome to see him finally be that cool character we always dreamed he, he yeah. could be. Yeah, now he has depth, and yeah, yeah. that's great. By the yeah. way, Slave 1, I thought that was cool what they did showing how it actually works inside, because I, yeah. I never understood it watching the original trilogy. Like, how, well, it's like sideways. Well, right, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's on like a gyroscope or gimbal or something like that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, this is the episode where Grogu gets taken away, and uh, and yeah, by the Dark Troopers, which uh, which yeah, we will get into it when we get into the finale. Brilliant and, choice. Yeah. to have him taken. Wasn't that great? Like, yeah, because you, you don't you know you don't want, you need stakes. Yeah, yeah you, you, need, got, you got to. Yeah, yeah, because we've seen every episode where they always. Gets the baby back, you know, right. every time basically, and it all, and now it, now he's gone, and now there's real little bit of panic for the audience. Now there's some serious narrative conflict, and then for our main character, you know, Dinjarin, we know that connection and how strongly he feels, and you know he's like killing inside. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's segue to something else. All right. No, 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 you're right. I think we I mean, were all waiting for like, you looked like you were going to. I had nothing and I was done. No, so. it was perfect. It was perfect. You're right. I mean, it's a great way to end. I'm glad we ended on a cliffhanger. It seems like we've never done that before in this series. It's only two seasons, but hey, it was great to see. But, uh, but yeah, the, uh, any, anything, any other thoughts on this episode, guys? If, if not, no big deal. Uh, what did no, you I think? think? I just like like you said, the Rodriguez just brought this great action to it. It was it was just so awesome yeah. to see Boba Fett, you know, return and and you know I'm going to say more about that in the next episode. So I think that's a good, you know. Oh, but he does end up back with Cara Dune, and he's asking about <laughs> the uh, the character that we left in the in the jail cell. Um, yes, that's right. I forgot that was yeah. So it didn't end with Grogu going. Yeah, he 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 comes back and asks Cara Dune for help, and uh, yeah, they're going through in yeah they're basically yeah like you said the Bill Burr character is who they're looking for, and yep. uh, yeah they go through the all the mug shots and everything. Um, <laughs> I think I saw an article online pinpointing everyone who went through like oh this was actually a guy from this and this was a guy oh, from really? this um, and this it book. ends with this mass hole yeah basically yeah, Mig, then they end up with Migs Mayfield Migs Mayfield first, yeah and at first I wasn't too thrilled I was because that, that that was another episode in season one that I didn't completely love uh, I like but that. It, it was good for yeah, a but, filler but, like I was disappointed yeah, I think at filler, the time yes. because it was filler but for a filler, I thought it was oh, it was just great. Uh, right. It was fun. I thought the makeup for the I, brother and the sister for I, I forget the name of that species it was really, Twi'leks. Yeah, the Twi'leks. Twi'leks. Yeah, they were very. Uh, that to me was very distracting. Yeah, yeah. that's that's part the part I, I I think turned me off on that episode was I just thought they looked really bad. <laughs> but when but then. Migs Mayfield completely turned me around in in the Believer episode. Yeah, the Believer. So I, I got to ask you guys about this title. I'm going to ask it right off the bat, even before we talk about it. Who who? Why is this called the Believer? Who is the Believer in this episode? 
I could silence the crowd too. (laughs) See what I've done? I that see that's what I struggled knowing too because he got you know they pick up Mayfield Bill Burr's character you know from from the prison funny little moment Bill Burr gets his jabs in you know like his one liners and everything like where am I going you know I I, you know at least you could tell me is where I'm going you know where (laughs) speaking of Boston um and you know it's uh. You do, you don't know where he's going, but uh, but yeah, he he kind of talks to the Mandalorian about you know having a certain a certain code. Um, uh, I, I wish I had uh, the lines pulled up, but yeah, uh, you know he's he's kind of kind of talking about him about rules like. You don't t- take off your helmet, but you know he's kind of breaking down the yeah. logic of how everyone's acting, and then he further right. does it with this idea of like you know being in war. But yeah, he's he's basically like the critic of this universe, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know? and it totally makes sense. Everything he's saying, it's just like, <laughs> oh wow, you're right. Like, yeah, this this totally makes sense. Like, yeah, you're you're breaking rules you for follow- this, but not for this, you know. He basically said you'll follow a rule up into a point to when you you know it best suits you to break right. it. Yeah, and it's it, it's so perfect too because it's so Bill Burr, like yeah. it's 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 so him. Like he's not in character, right? It's just it's just him. It's it's great, but uh, but yeah, I think this is. Uh, I'm just gonna jump right to it. I think this is some of the best acting I've seen in Star Wars in this series ever, and it's from Bill. Burr out of all people that uh that scene yeah. you know at the end with uh with that uh commander or yeah. wh- whatever he is um i wouldn't see that's why i would push back if i don't know if anybody called this filler in the beginning but the, the point why i would push back on that is not this one okay yeah no there, there's a lot going on uh narrative oh, yeah. wise you know the commentary going on of you know a planet being exploited for its resources uh and then you know these people on it and this can apply to anything, right? I think that was my big takeaway from this episode is, uh, in, and I think that's this is what what makes science fiction great is when you're not being hammered over the head about something that's going on in the, you know immediately in my life, but it, it, there is something in this other little place that's out there that's fictional that I can then you know take a little bit out of that and think about my own world, stuff about war, stuff about orders who believes in what you know to the extent you know you're willing to throw away lives for a cause a cause that might be something that you really believe in or something that could be completely shitty or you know those and those poor people who are willing to just blow up a valuable resource just so this these oppressors can't have it right uh i thought it was very powerful and in a a great way of, of telling a story without banging over the head with it absolutely Go ahead, Dan. I saw a great um, article that was talking about this. So Bill Burr is in, you know, this this work camp, which is basically like no different than an imperial work camp. And um, it's sort of like the New Republic came in and just kept all the same jails and all the same heavy penalties. Yeah. And, and here, you know, it's why the we all know that the new order is going to come and kind of replace the New Republic or or challenge it. And, you know, you can't. There was a reason the old republic failed and this new thing came into place and you can't just, you know, go back to what it was before. You have to make it better. Yeah, you just change didn't... the names on the badges. It doesn't fix yeah. the problem. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. um and the guy even the guy the, the guy has a great comment about that. The people don't want freedom, they want order. You know, and that's that's completely a, a a foreshadowing to what's what's ahead. Yeah. First order, eh? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, that that scene is just so tense, and it's just like, oh my god, like it, it, even like like uh, Bill Burr's eyes like welling up. It's just like I don't know, just for some reason, I think Bill Burr should if 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 Giancarlo Esposito got a uh, nomination for best guest. Uh, actor in an episode, I think Bill Burr should get one for for this episode. That was well done. Um, and Pascal, um, I don't know if you've noticed. Um, yeah, this is, we see Pascal, his face in when, this episode when he takes his helmet off. He he physically doesn't change the way he interacts with the world. So if he turns to look at something, he turns his whole body <laughs> as if he's still looking through. So, right. Which is, yeah. you know, because Pedro doesn't do that. He looks, he, he kind of glances over. He'll turn his head a little bit and look aside eye. But Din Jaren doesn't have that option. So he, he found, like, he found a way to physically still manifest that idea of, I've lived in this for so long. This is how That's I turn to look yeah. and see ah, what's, what's going on. Good and, point. like, he, he kept that. He stayed true to that. I, I was really impressed by that. Ah, way to pick up on that. Yeah. Thing. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm going back to watch it tonight now because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see. Was Dan right? Or if no, not, he was I'm gonna... right. He was definitely right. <laughs> I mean, how about the tension in these scenes? It's like, as a viewer, I'm like, okay, just shut up <laughs> so we can get out of here. You know what I mean? Well, even, even just before that, the tension of, of driving that truck. With the pirates <laughs> yes. attacking, you know. right? Yeah, and that's when we get, um, uh, like they shoot at him, and he's not wearing his normal normal armor, so like it chips away at him, and he's like, "Oh yeah. crap, I don't have my normal armor yeah. armor on." And uh, yeah, I thought that was just a nice touch, you know, to the to the episode. And uh, yeah, it's just like man, and uh, Rick. Oh man, I I'm not gonna try to pronounce his last name again. Emma Famuyiwa, yeah, he directed this episode. He did an episode last season as well. Um, which episode did he do? I'm gonna find it out. And uh, he did uh, the child. Oh, he did the second episode last season. So uh, the child and also the prisoner. So he's worked with Bill Burr before, I believe. I think the prisoner. Oh, yeah, that was the episode we yeah, were talking about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he's worked with Bill Burr before. Bill Burr said, "No, I'm only doing it if, if 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 he's the director," and uh, and that's what happened. No, I don't know. I don't know about the, the behind the scenes. That's, but, not, uh, that's not a direct quote. <laughs> no, no, it's not a direct <laughs> okay. quote. Para- paraphrasing a little. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but so, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a great, 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 great episode. I love Bill Burr in this episode, and uh, yeah, just just fantastic. And and Bill Burr, you know, does heroic things. He, you know, he. He shoots at the what, I forget the the natural resource they're pulling from that episode, but he shoots at it and it destroys the whole Close thing. The whole place, and, yeah. and Cara Dune sees Idonium. that. Yeah, of course you would know that. Yeah, um, it can it, only travel at some mile per hour because you have these gauges that it goes from green to red, up. and then I have to slow down, and then I can right. speed up, and then I have to slow back down before right. it blows up. <laughs> I think it can go as fast as you want as long as it's going straight oh, and okay. not getting jostled. But once it's right. bouncing around, got it. it is when it seemed to be like it was going critical. You you, had, but, you said something about Boba Fett for this episode, Dan? Or yeah, so but before that, um, I just want to talk about the the really funny moment. Um, you know, we had this whole, this huge tension moment with this guy talking about how d- it didn't matter that he sent all those guys off to die in these places and and and. And Bill Burr waxes him under, you know, Han Solo's him under the table. And um, 
And then, <laughs> yes. and then there's the scout trooper with his tray of food just standing there like, oh, uh, what? <laughs> it was just this, this after, after this huge tension moment. And then you get that, that comedy that, that was really well done. Yeah. Um, and it was really great the way, you know, like it, even before he, he blew up the whole base, just the, the idea that he was like, I never saw your face, you know, and he looks away when he puts his helmet back on. So there was like this real true moment there. But I was just saying that since we've, since we've seen Boba Fett, which by the way, I've got this guy here that sits underneath my, uh, oh, my nice. desk. He showed us um, a pump, a Funko pop Mandalorian folks, but Funko pop Boba Fett, by the way, bobblehead. Anyway, yeah. good. bobblehead. Thank you. Um, still a Funko but, pop. Like, so he took the time to get like he came out and when he shows up, his his armor is like clean and pristine. Yeah. And it's the first time we've ever seen Boba Fett in that kind of uh, just just looking sharp like that. Yeah. And so it was really cool. I yeah. like his uh, belly now that he has too. As well, I, I'm, not, I'm, not even, I'm not even joking. I was wondering if anyone noticed that. Like, I was like, oh, oh, he, yeah, he definitely a, put on some weight. Kind <laughs> of has a gut now. Maybe he got fed well in the in the Zarlacc pit or by the uh, the Sand People on Tatooine. It's you know? funny, you know how great the Boba Fett armor was and how people loved it. You know, and and now I think comparative the Mandalorian armor is like. Ten times better. You put yeah. them two yeah. side by side. It's just so, it's so cool looking, and I think essentially the look of that armor started a, a series yeah. that we have now. I mean, we literally have. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, fantastic episode. They let they let Mayfield go. Cara Dune sees what he does and everything. Uh, one thing I will say, Dan, um, you know, when you were talking about him shooting the <laughs> the scout troopers holding the or the stormtrooper that's holding the tray or whatever. I was thinking like, well, he just said how, you know, innocent people got killed and these guys are just watching on like, you know, are they, are they you know, are they, he's, just, he's, they're just randomly shooting people now. Like, I guess it's self-defense, you know, but you know, that's just my, how my mind works. I, yeah. I, 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 Trying I, to rationalize the violence. Yeah. I'm just like, involved, yeah. <laughs> maybe I, you, yeah, you right. just did an episode on clerks. There's that whole conversation about, uh, the, the contractors on the second death star. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, man, so many innocent people got killed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, great, great episode. I thought Bill Burr was fantastic. There you have it. Make sure you check out part two. We're going to talk the finale. We are going to talk the finale in part two, what we predict, everything like that. Uh, be sure to follow Dan Franco at Dan Franco on Twitter. It's Franco with a K. Make sure you follow him on Instagram as well, DanFranco11. And again, appreciate you, you joining in. Make sure you go over there. Go over to the second part of this episode if you want us to hear us talk about that crazy finale. But that is it for us. For Dave, Dan, and Matt, I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Movies.